Welcome to A Taste of Agile, your favorite podcast where we dish up tasty food debates and appetizing agile topics. I'm Mike on the mic. And I'm Archie. Thanks for joining us. Now let's dig in. Well, thank you for joining A Taste of Agile. Mike on the mic here. And as always, my faithful co-host, Archie. So what's up, Archie? He hey. already knows. Like, we just did that job now. So it's pretty wild to think that we're already wrapping up 2023. Um, Big year. We launched the show this year. So as someone who's a huge fan, as a scrum master, as a coach, as a leader of retrospectives, I thought it would be cool for us to do a retro of our show, but then film it and record it and release it because that's how we roll here. So that's what this episode is going to be about. It's how our show went this year and how we want to look forward to the next year. And I kind of tee that up because one of the big action items is going to be owned by you listening to us is to send us feedback, send us suggestions. What do you like about our show? What do you wish that we would do better? What are some topics you want to hear about? Both food debates and agile product leadership topics. Um, Send them them your way. You can reach out to us on LinkedIn. You can send it to our email, detroit.slom.com. We want to hear from you, and we hope that you're enjoying the show. We want to make it the best that we can. But if you've listened before, you know that partially because it's therapeutic to me, and also (laughs) I've heard it's entertaining, um, I have a food debate, gripe, complaint that I have to share. And I'm a little nervous to talk about it with Archie because this is not as polarizing as pineapple on pizza, but it's equally as infuriating. And... um, my kids lately have been into bagels and cream cheese for breakfast. Not my favorite food, but they like it. And I'm like uh, when I'm uh, eating it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Like it's fine. But like a normal, like rational, sane human being, we get sliced bagels, toast mm-hmm. it, not toast it, whatever you want. That's fine. And then you put cream cheese on each slice of the bagel and you eat it sliced. I saw an article today that the debate was, do you eat it sliced or do you put it back together and eat both slices with the cream cheese on it? And that is just asking for a mess, if you ask me. And I, if you know me, I don't like messy stuff. But that's our debate. Uh, do you eat the bagel and cream cheese all together like a sandwich or separate sliced? So I'm nervous, but I want to hear want to hear your take on this. <laughs> I might have too many thoughts on this. So first <laughs> of all, as someone who um, you know heads up, I have some OCD. I have to when I cut the bagel or you know release the bagel because there's that little shred that kind of holds it together. When mm-hmm. you release the bagel and then you spread the cream cheese, I have to have the perfect exact spread. 100% coverage on the entire half. It has to be very tidy. Uh, to the point where in college at one point, one of my buddies saw me and my, well, my wife, who was then my girlfriend, uh, at the time doing bagels and spreading our things and doing it the same way. And he was like, you guys are so perfect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh, look at that. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That is the definition of relationship yeah. acceptance criteria. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so I have to get that out of the way. It has to be perfectly spread for the cream cheese. And of then I, I have before set one back on the other um, if there's no room on my plate, but I will have to eat them separately. Like 
it, it's too big. It's like trying to eat one of those burgers that's six inches tall, and you're like, what am I supposed to do? My mouth is not that big. Who's this? Mm-hmm. Really? Come on. So that's that's sort of my main criteria for that food debate. Now, this reminds me of just a completely different thing, and it because it happens in the same fashion. So in woodworking, there is an ongoing debate when you're gluing wood if you put glue on both sides of the thing or glue on one side and if it matters. Well, if they're joined correctly, I feel like one side is enough. So if I was doing this with bagels, this all makes sense. Why would you not just do a thick spread on one half of the bagel and then slap the other half on if you're a person who eats it in one big honking bite? That's fair. This took an interesting turn because, A, I feel like this is such a no-brainer debate. It's just <laughs> common sense. For one, I like that you went to the level even spread on the cream cheese. And I that little extra piece, mm-hmm. I'm so used to the I take it off because I need a flat, clean plane sure. for the cream cheese. I don't want that yeah. the bump in the road. But it's kind of the exact opposite with peanut butter and jelly. <clears throat> and I think I could run a campaign on this for office. I think it's the total opposite. You need peanut butter on both pieces of bread to prevent seepage of jelly through the bread. So logically, it makes sense to do both sides, whereas bagel, what's the benefit right. you know, of, of combining them? So I think people just need to get it together. It's 2023, almost 2024. Right. Eat your food the right way or <laughs> risk being made fun of. <laughs> and if you do eat your food the wrong way, please tell us about it. <laughs> Please. And it's all, we say it's all in good fun, but we're judging you. Just, just kidding. We are, we are trying to be judgmental. I listened to a Nate Bargese stand up recently, and he was like, and I'm being judgmental. Yeah, it's, it's too good. Yeah, as someone who intentionally likes to annoy other people, I appreciate people doing things the way that they prefer and being completely okay with annoying me and vice versa. So Agreed. However you eat your bagel or make your peanut butter and jelly sandwich or glue your wood together, whatever works for you, works for you. We can like the person without liking your method, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's wrong in my book, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. No big deal. So let's get into this, this retro. And I think one of the reasons that Archie and I get along so well is we both appreciate retro, but you hear a lot of people say it has to be done a certain way or a certain method. And really, my mindset is always just taking time to intentionally reflect on what has happened and then using that to drive action forward. That's really all that matters to me. So I never go in with a certain set of questions or some type of script. I just want to take time to look at what happened, evaluate, and then come up with actions moving forward is is the most important part. So with that, I'm looking back at all of our food debates from this year and I wonder, did we learn anything or mm. what was our favorite one? Um, what stands out to you, RG? Ooh, I would have to say I'm going to go with the gift that keeps on giving. And that would be the debate where Jenny instantly challenged the criteria of the Chick-fil-A drive through and if it's actually a drive through And I think that <laughs> I have to pick that one because ever since that, it has been just an ongoing, fantastic joke fodder for our team, uh, as well as um, it's a really easy way to make Jenny laugh. And so uh, <laughs> that one is probably my favorite because it was way more controversial than I thought it would be uh, and and not about what I considered it would be. Um, second place for me is going to have to go with 
the uh, the pineapple on pizza debate that we had uh, live at Slalom Impact because um, that was shocking. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Jenny's been on our show a couple times, and I think we deserve a lot of credit because she's our boss. And it takes a pretty bold person <laughs> to have your boss on your podcast, and we still have a job, so... We have we have not been terminated even after Jenny's been on our show. That's and the show is still going too. So it's true. We're doing a great job, apparently, if I could say so myself. Um, I would have to, I would have to say the pineapple on pizza is my my pick because it was such a shock to me. Mm-hmm. I really thought this was a no brainer. I thought pineapple does not belong on pizza. <laughs> Keep it moving. We found ourselves in the minority on this one. Yeah. And people really love to talk about it, but it also challenged me to try different toppings on my pizza. And I'm not going to confess that I like pineapple on pizza. If you're waiting for that, yeah, you're, you're going to be waiting a long time. But I did try like new variations like uh, ba- bacon and banana pepper, something I would never try. Although that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a good pick, um, but I have expanded my horizons. Uh, so I feel some growth coming out of that debate. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of great food debates. I, I think the drive-through one irritates me quite a bit because again, <laughs> if Chick Fil A is doing it, it has to be right. It does, opinion. yeah. So. And and that's kind of my feelings also on the pizza one. Like, just a lot of people are wrong about the pineapple. Uh, it's fruit, you know. Anyway, <laughs> and it's too, it's too much. There's just it's scientifically, it's too much acidity. Oh. Yeah, the flavor is overwhelming. There's just certain toppings that ruin the pizza and i think it's actually against the laws of science yeah it definitely i is. think we can agree it's probably in a book or something <laughs> so in terms of episodes which episode stands out to you as your favorite Ooh, so already mentioned this a little bit but i would have to say uh our live slalom impact episode partially because when we record this, uh, most of the time we've recorded uh, remotely, and uh, all this stuff has worked really well for us, but it's kind of that that fast feedback loop, and we don't really get that when we record just us. We get, like, minor feedback from each other and from uh, guests, which has been, honestly, like, maybe too much fun. But when we did it live, you have all of the live reaction of the room as well as we had a panel of, was it six people, five or six people, something like that? Um, who were speakers yeah, from the day, cool. and yeah. there was there was just so much to talk to. We could have done that for hours. Uh, so for me, I think that was that was probably my favorite one. It was that was great. Yeah, that one specifically, I think I learned the most, especially when we looked at AI. You can't turn around without finding an article or opinion on AI, mm-hmm. but to hear Scott and Drew give really practical approaches to how do you start with AI, how do you use yeah. responsibility with that. It was just eye-opening for me. Um, the episode that stands out to me the most is our product fails and product flops episode. Oh, yeah. I learn from failure, um, admittedly the best. I always think that I have a great way to do something, and I get it in my head that it is the greatest way to do it until I try it and I fail. <laughs> and I'm completely honest and humble enough to say that was a I – mean, maybe it was a good idea, but – it clearly didn't work or maybe it was a bad idea, whatever the case is. Yeah. I learned the most from failure. And I think we can look at business the same way. It's completely okay to say we had a theory. 
we had a hypothesis, it failed and learn from that and keep moving, especially if we're in the habit of doing that frequently. Um, and that kind of made me think too, people may not know we have episodes we recorded that we didn't launch because yeah. we're still learning things. We had things to work through. And I just want to use that as encouragement to anyone out there that just because something doesn't go right the first time doesn't mean it's not going to work. You might need to try something different. Um, but I loved how that kind of made light at some of the funnier, funnier or lighter side of, of product failure. Yeah, uh, that was a great episode too. And and I think it's fun to call out the fact that uh, I wouldn't necessarily call our unaired uh, episodes failures, but I would say they were not amazing on our part as we were getting used to hosting, getting used to using this platform, having this conversation and uh, how to how to incorporate and work with our guests. And I think we had six or seven episodes that are that are secretly hidden. Uh, and they're actually okay. In the archives. Yeah, they're in the archives. Yeah, they're okay. Like our guests were great. Um, and I think that for me, it was like kind of learning how we pass things back and forth and 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 make it engaging. And uh, we realized, I think, when we did our seventh or eighth episode, that was the first one we actually aired, where we were like, this one was really good. And then we realized, oh, we can just, they can all be like this. We just got mm -hmm. better at it. <laughs> it's uh, it's even like technology, you know, think about if you're developing a mm -hmm. product and the framework or the architecture, the infrastructure you're using is not quite the right one. And the flavor is there, the, the spirit's there, but there's that one piece that's not right. So we've, we're using different technology than we used before. Yeah. Um, looking at how you prepare and plan for things needs to change. So it may not always, your finished product may be good, you know, and okay to release, but there may be times where you can make one tweak and make it where you're just going to get that much more value out of the end product. So looking ahead to 2024, what do you think we can do better? Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that my persona and my spiked hair um, are definitely not showing up on our audio podcast. And that's, that's something I can do better with. No, but in all seriousness, I think that, uh, I did, I have done a decent bit of research, uh, recently also. And I think that our topics and our guests and the, the kind of flavor, uh, that we go with and having this, you know, food and topic conversation, I think all of that is actually, uh, gone very well. I think the one thing we can improve on is is how we promote the podcast. So our marketing material, I think, is actually fantastic. Um, we just don't get it out there as much, I think, as we could. And so it just takes repetition, takes some time figuring out, you know, where we can do that. And I know that we do it uh, internally, and we um, we do share with a lot of clients, and and that has worked. Um, but I think that there is a bigger market for the conversation about all the stuff that we. Uh, get into and the the uh, let's say hmm what's the right way to say it not the flavor it would be too easy to say the flavor that we bring uh, I think it's more like the pizzazz I think that's a better term I'm always good with pizzazz if we can work <laughs> that into any discussion I think for me I look at two things that I personally want to do better and for one, I think it's it's cool to be vulnerable like this and walk people through the process of, of doing a retro on whatever project or team or 
anything you're working on, but uh, is engaging with with listeners and getting feedback or suggestions for what to include on the show. Sometimes when you have a, a product or a project and it's your baby or it's something that you started or you own, having people make suggestions or give you ideas can feel like you're being attacked or like you're being questioned. But more perspective is only going to make things more well-rounded. It's going to be more inclusive. And it's for the better. I think it's a compliment for someone to say, hey, I listened and I have a suggestion. Or have you ever thought about this? Someone dedicating that time is a compliment. Um, I think the other piece is getting more polarizing food debates. It Mm. seems like the more polarizing the debate was, the more people had fun with it. And even since the pineapple on pizza episode, colleagues, clients that have heard it, uh, it's fun to, you know, do some light trash talk and, you know, kind of poke <laughs> fun at what your what side of the fence you're on for pineapple on pizza or not. So I really like the ones that get a little heated sometimes. So I want to make sure every debate we bring has that fire to it. Um, I don't know if we'll ever beat pineapple on pizza, but we have to keep trying. I mean, we can only hope, you know. We can definitely hope, and we can always stir the pot because that's something that we like to do. I mean, stirring the pot, that, that I mean, <laughs> how you stir the pot for soup versus chili. I mean, I think we're already touching on some how frequently do you stir food, the pot. Yeah, <laughs> I think our food pun game is already as good as it's going to get. It's, <laughs> it's subconscious to the point where I don't even try to work them in anymore. They just flow. It's so there. Yeah. We've already checked that box. Uh, But looking up, I am really excited. Our first episodes next year are going to be follow-ups to our Slam Impact event. So to give you a sneak preview, if you were not at the event or if you haven't heard that episode, we had great talks on artificial intelligence and some of the newest trending topics there. That'll be in one of our first episodes, as well as organizing around value. Um, which are two of Slalom's specialties and things that we're well known for our thought leadership in those spaces. And our our speakers got tremendous feedback for their talks at the event. So I'm really looking forward to those being our first couple episodes out of the gate in 2024. Um, But again, if you have ideas for a food debate, maybe you have a debate going around your office or your family and you need us to settle it. I think we are qualified to settle those debates. Um, Or if you have an idea for an agile or product question or challenge that you're going through, email us, DetroitAtSlam.com. Reach out to us on LinkedIn. We're happy to hear your feedback, your suggestions, and we would love to have that featured on a show. So that is our plug. There's our call to action. We hope to hear from you. Uh, We hope you have a great end of 2023 and a good start to 2024. Archie, do you have any final words or thoughts or things that I might have missed? May your eggnog be correctly spiced and may all of the, the holiday cheer flow forth from your home. That's that's what I, I got. I am really looking forward to getting my Clark Griswold um, <laughs> moose eggnog cup out. I look at it, you know, on my shelf and I, I say not yet. I have to wait until closer. So it's important. Timing is everything. It does make the eggnog taste better, too. It does. It's science. (laughs) We've learned that today. (laughs) We are now officially scientists. Yep. Yep. Good job. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks to Archie, as always. Uh, We hope to hear from you and look forward to 
our next episode in January 2024. Bye, everybody. You have been listening to A Taste of Agile. Thanks for joining us. If you have questions, feedback, or comments on anything we covered today, reach out to Mike Henry or Archie Woods on LinkedIn or our email, Detroit at Slalom.com. See you next time.